Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome once again to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach. And I am here with yet another high demand consultant, and that is Jamie Seeker. She's the owner of Seeker Solution, LLC, and it's a business consulting firm that delivers strategic planning, financial management, training and development, human resources, marketing strategy, and operations management solutions all under one roof. She and her team of consultants have used their talents to improve business operations at nonprofits and charities at large franchises, and in retail, industrial, civic, and locally owned and private businesses covering multiple industries. She loves her community and has a passion for outreach, and she has the ability to work with many diverse groups in order to accomplish a common goal. Well, Jamie, I'm excited to have you on the program. I had a chance to kind of check out what you and the firm are doing, and it's pretty much everything, but it looks like it's all done remarkably well. So you'll have to share how you help us do that. But before we get into all of that... um, I'd love to just kind of hear your story. What is it that you were doing before consulting and how did that ultimately lead you to make the leap? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Scott, for having me. Um, So before consulting, I was always in operations. I had my um, business administration degree and my one requirement for like getting my first job out of college was I just want to use my degree. I went to like a private school. So I'm like, I was very set on that. And so it was really kind of easy because, you know, I knew going into business was a way to use the business degree. Um, So that kind of led me into operational type roles. And if you have, think of like anything a CEO would do, COO mainly, um, you know, we're managing budgets, we're leading teams, we're, um, you know, putting processes in place that are, um, that are efficient and effective, Um, things like that. You know, we're planning for future. We're the ones that kind of have that vision and um, help us implement that into our teams and departments and things like that. So that's really where I started off my career. And, um, yeah, that's what I was doing before consulting. <laughs> it's just boots on the ground, operations director. You know, I obviously didn't start out that way, but I kind of worked my way through customer service and, you know, different teams like that. And um, and yeah, that's that's kind of what brought me here. Fantastic. Fantastic. What would you say then, kind of fast forwarding to now, what would you say is the most important work you and your team do for your clients? Well, I feel like what we do is actually more relational based and, and it's the connection with our, our people and the clients that we actually have. And I think the most important thing that we do is we get them back 
to their dream and vision that they had before they started the business. Um, because most of the time, by the time we enter in, they're not doing what they thought they would be doing. They're not feeling the way they thought they would be feeling. They're not really like living in that world that they had envisioned for themselves. And like, you know, their business might be providing that service or, um, product that they, you know, went into to doing, but mm-hmm. I would say that that is the most important thing that we do is we connect them back to that. And we really put plans in place to kind of get them back on track on that road. The way in which we do that is through our solutions. But I think all of our solutions really kind of encompass that to meet that vision, that that goal. Yeah. It's, it's a really distinct pain because, uh, with, with most entrepreneurs, they're kind of a visionary type person, right? They have a really clear idea of what they want to create and what they want it to be and even what it'll look like. And so, you know, clearer than a lot of other people actually. And, and so when that's not met, right, when they, they get down there, they do the work, they have a, what would from the outside look like a successful business, but it doesn't feel on the inside, like what they imagined, the gap between the vision and the reality is, I mean, it's exquisitely painful, you know, for lack of a better term. And so I, I love that you do that. And, and you know, in my experience, and I would assume this is similar to yours, is folks don't necessarily come asking for that, right? They don't say like, I've got this pain where they're different. They come in with some type of tactical problem. Uh, but but below the surface, there's this underlying thing. So what would you say are some of the the chief problems that uh, that the leaders that are coming to you, the founders that are coming to you are experiencing before they start working with you? Well, it sounds like you can relate, first of all. Um, that was a very good assessment of, I think, what we feel as business owners. Um, and I think you're right. They actually do come to us with more of a tactical problem. And that's where our solutions come in, right? Like, hey, I need somebody to handle social media. I need somebody to handle HR. I need, some, you know... Something like that. So that's really where they come to us with. Um, But I would say more of the traits and the things that we see and feel when we come on board is just a feeling of overwhelm, overworked, um, spinning wheels, um, always running, 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 putting, putting out fires in emergency mode all the time. Um, You know, just those are the similar traits, not not necessarily traits, um, feelings and emotions. Um, but although entrepreneurs do have, I think, very specific traits, um, and you kind of like name that a little bit and, um, but, but we are, you know, people that forge ahead and we are like really tenacious and we have very strong, you know, we, we don't like to fail. We don't usually. And that's typically, I think why we get into this thing where we feel like we have to do it all ourselves. Um, and so uh, sometimes they're not really looking for us. Um, we just happen to find them or it's some sort of like some sort of intervention. Somebody says something or they're at their wits end and they're just like, I can't, I know something has to change because I can't go on anymore. Um, and so, yeah, I think you're right. They're not typically looking for us necessarily. Um, they are looking for a solution to a problem that they've identified. Um, and so the, the, the connection is very, like you said, tactical is a really good word for that, but it's more of like surface level. But, you know, I think what we end up doing is transforming, um, through those solutions and, and getting to the core of, well, what's, What's causing this gap? Is it because you don't have enough resources or are you really causing it because you're trying to carry all, you know, wear all the hats and you're the bottleneck in your company and it's causing um, this, you know, you can't move forward because of it. So, yeah, I think uh, I think you 
you can relate. You've definitely yes. seen it firsthand. I can yes. tell. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on both sides of that equation. I've been the right, one doing right. it and, and helping others. So uh, that leads me to my next question. And that is, why is it then as business owners that we constantly feel like we don't have enough time? Um, well, I think that's, um, one of the things when you asked, you know, what do we do is we kind of bring it back to reality is we all have the same amount of time in every day, right? You know, what, what do we choose to do with it? And I can tell you what your priorities are, um, by where you spend your time and they don't always realize how much time they're spending. It's like scrolling on your phone or um, doing something that you you lose track of the time that's actually spent. And it's really putting value to your time. I don't think they think of it that way. Uh, many times it's like we're we're managing budgets and cash flow is a, a big thing when you're in small business and any little thing, there's always that you're waiting for that ball to drop. Like, when am I going to be in that next, you know, <laughs> emergency? And, um, and so I think that that's a lot of it is you think, all right, well, I'm not going to spend the money to do it. I'm just going to save the money by doing it myself. Well, what you're actually, I think one of the things that we do is we assign value to your time Mm -hmm. in dollars. What is that? If I were to, you, you know, if, if I were to be paying you to do something, what is the best value for my payment to you? And I'm going to tell you, it's not the things that they're doing. It's going to be some other very specific area that they have strengths in. And so I think that that's to answer your question is we really get wrapped up in the day-to-day and the weeds and the needs of our own company. And we tend to give our time um, to things that don't merit our time. Um, And maybe it's for the sake of um, control Maybe we think somebody else can't do it. Um, maybe it's a, a, a financial decision. You think you're being smart with your finances and you're, um, you, you know, being a good steward of uh, the money that you have. So I, I don't think that it's intentional all the time. I think that it's, you know, it's um, not a proactive way of thinking. But once we do that and we have those conversations and we kind of shift the perspective a bit, I think they really do want to yeah. um, make those changes. And I think that that's where we're able to find more time in their day and in their schedule. Um, and yeah, I think, I, I think that's, that's really just it. It's, it's, it's not being intentional about how they're spending their time. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I've found is, you know, you'll have folks who say like, I, I, I tried that. I can't get rid of it. I tried that before. It didn't work. Right. I, I handed the ball to someone else and they dropped it. And uh, so what what's different about it this time or how can they go about the, uh, doing that differently to prevent the ball, proverbial ball from dropping, even if they're not doing it themselves? Sure. I think it's just accepting the fact that the ball is going to drop. Um, the ball drops when you're holding it. Let's be honest. Um, you just have control. You know, you can pick it back up again. Um, but when the ball drops in somebody else's hands, you are not in control of it and you don't know if they're going to pick it up or not. So I think the first thing is acceptance that the ball is going to drop, period. Um, mm. But I think sometimes our fears, um, like we have built in emotions that kind of stop us from doing things, you know, and protecting protecting ourselves. And I think one of those things is, is fear and control and whatever. And I think we don't go all the way through the cycle. We see like the red flag and we're like, Oh, and so sometimes we'll stop right there instead of think it all the way through and, and follow the process all the way through. And so what happens is we start the cycle of delegating. We start the cycle of um, trusting, building that trust, but we're still in that building phase. And when anything happens, it's like, well, see, I knew this wasn't going to work. I'm going to take it back, but it's almost like we're looking for it. Um, We, have a hard time trusting. This is, this is not just, um, 
a company that we're working for, right? This is this is very specific and different for business owners because a lot of times our business is our own identity. Yeah. And so when we're giving away our identity and we're giving away tasks that make our business our business, we're also identifying I'm giving a part of me. I'm giving and that's a really tough pill to swallow. That's a that's a really tough thing to let go of. But I would just encourage um owners to follow it all the way through is know that it is going, the ball is going to drop. What am I going to do when it does? And taking it back is not an option. And yeah. so that's actually an active part of our process as well. So, like I said, the way in which we engage is these solutions, but we have very specific, you know, standard operating procedures internally on our own. And these are a lot of the things that we address because we're not just um, coming in with a solution and being like, here you guys go, snap our fingers, it's there. Implementation takes time. And, um, and we kind of come in with the accountability and, and the, what needs to be implemented and how we're going to do it. And when we face obstacles in that implementation phase, we also have a plan for how we're going to see it through. And so that's why it's different. Um, when you go into any kind of change like that with accountability versus trying to do it alone. So I think that's the second thing is, um, business owners try to do that alone. Um, they don't have an accountability piece or partner um, to really help them and hold them accountable to delegating. That is a very, very hard thing to do. And it sounds like a very simple concept. Oh, you're just going to give somebody else a task. But um, it's not a secret. And I, I, I think many business owners can relate. Like You're not the only one that has a problem with this. Many people that have this type of personality um, also struggle with that too. And that's okay. You know, it is this way for a reason because you have very protective instincts and measures that you have on your business and you don't want it to fail. So it's just, um, I think the last piece to that is um, identifying the people that you want to surround yourself with and be a part of this business with you. And so you focus less on the task at hand and more on who that person is, what values they have. Are you on the same page with your like, company culture, your values, your philosophy, your vision, where you're going. And if those things are in alignment um, and the skill set might not be there, that's trainable. And so it is a different approach to knowing like, okay, this is the person. So you're already like committed to to working with your team. Um, Then it's finding the right strength for the right task. At that point. Um, So I think that those are all things that, again, it comes with intentionality and not just like reacting to, uh, you know, your back's up against the wall. I can't do it anymore. Here, take this. Um, And I think that that's also like something that happens too is you don't really delegate until you're about to drown. And then it's like, did you, were you really intentional about that? Is it the right person that you delegated it to? Is it, you know, do you have accountability measures in place? Did you properly train them to do it? And are they doing it to get the results? Or are you just upset because they didn't do it the way that you wanted to? Right. Right. It was different. So mm-hmm. there's there's a lot, there's so many pieces. I like we I think we could talk the rest of the 
podcast around that process. But, you know, I I know it was just one question, but there's a lot there to unpack. Yeah, and I think you, you just said the, the right word to kind of sum that all up is that delegation is not an act, it's a process, right? I, I think if we're to kind of bottle all that up, I think it, it really fits in that container. I, I do want to shift gears a little bit and kind of go up a level, if you will. And, and because you're working with lots of founders and their teams, and I, I'd like to know, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges that you see them facing right now? That's a very loaded question. Um, And there's so many ways we could go with this, right? Um, I think at the end of the day, we may have already talked about it is let's get everybody on the same page. Let's bring people into our teams that share our values, um, that are bought in. um, And then the rest of it really falls into place. Uh, Because sometimes I, I know it feels like we're like, I'm doing all these things as an owner and I'm running, running, running. And everyone around me is undoing everything that I'm doing. Um, I think that's another very common um, feeling. Whether or not it's true is uh, different, but that that is the perspective a lot of times. And so I think if you can build that trust and know that, hey, this person is going to give their all. And if we're falling short, then let's work through what are the reasons why this isn't working? Do I get, have I been providing enough resources for them to be successful? Have I set clear expectations? Have they been given the proper training? Do they have accountability measures in place for them to make sure that they stay on task? And if all those things are being met, well then let's evaluate the team then. Do we have the right task with the right strengths? Or did we give something to somebody that is not in their wheelhouse? That's really like, it's not a good match. It's not a good fit. So then it's finding the right place for them. It's not necessarily looking to blame somebody or looking for fault anywhere. It's, you know, kind of checking these boxes. And again, that's a process in and of itself as well that we kind of bring to the table. We go through these ticker marks of like, hey, well, did did we set clear expectation? You know, did we go through these things? Okay, great. Yes, we did. So now it becomes a performance issue. Why is the performance failing? Well, we know it's not because we know this is the right person on our team, right? So maybe it's not the right seat on the bus. And, um, and so I think that those are things that, you know, that we don't always look at. We're looking to point the finger. We're looking and we don't have time, right? It just needs to be done. So I don't have time to figure this out. I just need a new person, like get, get somebody else to do this because, you know, or I'll just do it myself. Yeah. You know, so then you start the cycle all over. (laughs) Oh yeah. The hamster wheel is real. Uh, so uh, there's a question I like to ask all my guests, and it's this. What would you say is the biggest secret that you wish wasn't a secret at all? What's that one thing that you wish everybody listening or watching today knew? Well, I think, you know, most of the people that we're working with are business owners. And so I just want to remind them that, like, you own the company. You get to decide how this works. You are the one that leads everything. You set the tone for everything. Everything else is going off of you. So if you're not liking your culture, guess what? Look in the mirror. If you're not liking, you know, whatever it is that's going on in your company, you get to influence that. And I think sometimes we get caught up in maybe our own experiences or our own ideas of what we think a leader is or needs to be. And we try to like be that person or, you know, I don't know. I don't know whatever the issue is. I know that some of the things that I've faced is like, I really had this idea of like what it was supposed to look like. And when I was in these leadership roles, I was kind of emulating, you know, my leaders and and trying to be like that. But when I kind of went off on my own, I was like, 
I don't think we need to do it this way. Like, in fact, I think we can do it. We can do it however we want. And that's really kind of what I brought to my culture. So that's, and, and I feel like when we did that, um, I brought on people that were like, yeah, I want to do this or I want to do, they had their goals. And I was like, you can do that. We can have that kind of culture. And I want you to be able to do that. And so I think that's just the secret is that we are holding all the cards. We get to decide at the end of the day, how we want our day to go. I mean, it's as micro as your day-to-day activities and as big as, you know, your future, like where is this company head? What are we all about? What is our mission? Um, we get to decide all of that as business owners. So it's, I don't know why it's a secret because it's like, it's not like some earth shattering idea. Right. But I feel like we don't live that out day to day in our, our work. And that's why we tend to find ourselves in that state of overwhelm. Yeah. And it's so true. And one of the reasons why that's so important, I mean, if you look at study after study, why entrepreneurs start businesses, your top two, three are every single time is freedom, autonomy, or some version of that. Right. And so when we go in and we give up our freedom to do it the way that we see best, we've actually not only given up our best asset, but we've given up the one thing that made all of this craziness worth it. So it's such great advice. I I really, really appreciate that. Uh, One other question I like to ask, I'm going to shift gears on you a little bit. I'm going to have you take off the consultant hat for a moment, put on the CEO hat, kind of jump down into the ring with the rest of us as as business owners and talk about what the next stage of growth looks like for you and your business and what challenges you'll have to overcome to get there. Yeah, I think at this point, um, we are... I actually reached a really, really big milestone in my, you know, I don't know, almost decade of of having this business. And that is that I have officially not um, like I don't have any of my own regular clients. Like I'm I'm checking in on accounts here and there, but that is a huge shift for me. So I think that really determines our next step in terms of like where we go with this business. I now have time, more time to pour into my team and really develop and support them, um, resource them with um, their needs. And then also um, really focus on business development and like what is you know, spending all of my time on that looking like I'm not right. doing, you know, client work and kind of at um, the mercy of, you know, that with my time. And so, um, yeah, it's a really new opportunity. And so right now I'm just looking at different ways, um, to market and to, um, to focus on business development. And that's really exciting. I think, um, my days already look different. Um, and so, I mean, that I have time, you know, to do things like this on podcasts and have these kind of conversations and, um, and, and just refocus. So my goal really is to scale. And, and if I'm going to be focusing my time, right, like my, my time and my value is really important. So I want to return on that. And I want to, um, you know, reach business owners and and people that need us. I want to be searchable and found by people who may or may not be looking for us and to be able to provide these kind of services and and make these transformations for small, small, medium-sized businesses around. And so that's really, um, we're looking to really kind of exponentially scale that because I feel like my time and attention can handle um, building those accounts and things like that. So yeah, that's what's in store for us. For Very our exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. Very exciting. So uh, someone's out there listening and they're like, uh, I've just got to have Jamie and her team come in. How can they find more out about the work you do and get in touch with you? 
Yeah, they can check us out on our website, seekersolution.com. Um, I've also got one of our consultants is um, her specialty is social media strategy. And so she does all of our social media. So you can follow us there that you get a little bit more of our personality. She does some really funny reels that are very relatable, I think, in the business place. So you can kind of follow along. And if you're not quite ready to like engage yet, it's a pretty good place to get an idea and be like, oh, yeah, this I do identify with that feeling. And, you know, that's speaking more and more to me. So I would recommend following us on Instagram there. Um, but yeah, we're on all the social media platforms and um, our phone number is listed there. We have a contact form on the website as well. Um, so yeah, reach out. We're here and ready for whenever you're ready to have a conversation. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for being on the show. It's just an honor and pleasure having you here. For those of you listening, you know your time and attention mean the world to us. I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I know I did, and I cannot wait to see you next time. Take care. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes. Go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.